Hello and welcome to the Kalamazoo Church of Christ podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We're a startup church we just planted in September 2020. And at the Kalamazoo Church, we believe that Christianity is done best when it is done together. And so if you live in the Kalamazoo area, we would love to connect. Be it coming to a Sunday service, one of our small groups, or even just grabbing coffee with a member to learn more. You can visit kalamazoo.church in order to do that. We pray that you are inspired by what you hear today. All right. Good morning. Good morning. So uh, there is a reason why I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt and shorts okay. and sandals. Because <clears throat> we're going to take a journey today. All right. <laughs> we're going to take a journey to the eternal. Uh, we're, we're, we will continue in our series, Treasuring God. Uh, last week, Blake talked about treasuring the cross and how fitting that was, uh, because you know the Apostle Paul claimed to know nothing other than Jesus and Him crucified. Wow! So that's a great start to the series. Uh, but today we're going to continue with talking about eternity. I'll give you a little insider scoop. Uh, so this is a nine-week series that covers July and August, and today's lesson was. Uh, some people are doing it at the end of the series, but Jaron told me the order didn't matter. He asked me to pick the one I wanted to do, and and I wanted to start uh, or week two with treasuring the eternal. Uh, but I chose this topic for a reason. So Stephen Covey, have you heard of Stephen Covey? Anyone? No. Show of hands. Older people, probably, but. Well, 20 years ago, it was a really big deal about like time management and, and just like how to live your life. But he wrote this very influential book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Yeah, you might have heard about The Seven Habits. Now, this, the second habit was begin with the end in mind. You have to know where you want to end if you are going to be successful on the journey. It doesn't matter where you start, it's where you finish that matters. So uh, I know it's just week two, but we're going to hop into this topic and looking at the eternal. So we'll look at the Apostle Paul and what he says about the eternal as well as Jesus. But let's start in verse First uh, uh, Corinthians 15, verse 19. It says, if only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. It's true. If, if Christ has not been raised and we're following him in vain as Christians, then we are fools and yeah. we ought to be pitied. Yeah. The sacrifices we make for, you know, it'd be all for nothing. But thank God that Jesus indeed has risen and we can treasure the eternal. Amen. Well, let me ask you, what do you treasure? Think about that. Uh, turn to John 14. But before we read that, uh, here's some things that I treasure. So time with family. You know, just doing fun and goofy things and laughing together. This picture is from a couple weeks ago. It was the 4th of July weekend. My family from Minnesota and Kentucky 
met here in Michigan and, and we hung out in South Haven. Uh, in this picture, we're playing poker with Connect Four chips because I forgot to bring the poker chips. <laughs> so, Innovative. <laughs> yeah. We only could do one round and then it was like over. <laughs> um, another thing I treasure is winning at basketball pig against Amelia. Oh, wow. What now, the, the reason why I treasure that is I don't, I, she often beats me. So, yeah, she's pretty good. Another thing I treasure is my church family. Uh, you guys here. And an ice cold root beer on a hot day. You know, frosted mug. It's, yeah. Oh, add some ice cream. Yep. And one of the most amazing things is watching the sun set over Lake Michigan in South Haven. It's just, it's just sublime. But as Christians, our most precious treasure is the hope that we put in God and the everlasting. We can treasure the eternal. I'm going to give you three points today to help you treasure the eternal. My first point is confirmed reservation. So if you're on in John 14, we're going to start in verse 1. It says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go there, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. So, you know, when traveling out of town, uh, it's such a good feeling to have a confirmed reservation. Now, a few years ago, my family, all five of us, took a trip to the Philippines. Now, we went there to, the idea was to bring her, to bring Ingrid's parents uh, to the U.S. because uh, they just got their resident, uh, or the permanent residency approved. So we were going to vacation there. So my parents came as well. So there was seven of us flying there. Uh, we had like two layovers. And, and it's 21 hours in the air. Wow. Okay. So if you add the layovers, you know, it's a couple hours or an hour or two at each one. So it's a lot of travel. Sure. Wow. But we get there. We have a great time. And, you know, then it's time to come back. Um, and then her parents came back. So there's nine of us traveling together back. And again, two layovers. The first one's in Japan, kind of normal. And then we get dropped off in Seattle for the last layover. But when we go to pick up our boarding passes in Seattle, we're told that we don't have a reservation on the plane that's wow. going to leave in about 90 minutes. Whoa. Now, at this point, we've been traveling for about 18 hours, and I'm tired, and I wanted to take like a nap and have a snack or something. But... But then all of a sudden, the stress levels like rise. They're like, what? We're not on this next plane. There's nine of us. And, you know, we're in Seattle. Uh, so we're, we're on the phone. We're on the Internet. We're talking to the agents like, what happened? So what happened was I, you know, was searching online for flights. And it's kind of expensive to, you know, 
have four, a family of five <laughs> travel overseas. Um, so, you know, I saw a pretty good price. It was a travel agency that I, you know, didn't, heard, haven't heard of. Like, hey, I'm going to give them a shot because the price is kind of cheap. So that this moment in Seattle, I'm regretting my decision. I'm like, like, how could you not? I mean, it's a round trip. Like, you got to bring us back home. And, you know, but after just a lot of stress and 90 minutes of running around and doing a lot of things, they, some really gracious Filipino guy in, in uh, Seattle hooked us up with first, uh, first class tickets on that flight back wow. yeah we had to yeah. i had to make some kind of a payment but you know i but i but i did get reimbursed i did get reimbursed by the uh travel company after a lot of fighting with them so it all worked out but boy it was i mean it was a stressful stressful time so now for christians we have a promise that jesus that he is preparing our stay in heaven. We have a room, now think about that, we have a room being prepared by Jesus. It's a Jesus-guaranteed reservation. It's not some terrible travel company with bad customer service, got to wait on hold and, you know, to talk to a live person, but it's the Lord of Lords. And he became great by being the greatest servant of them all. He's the one preparing the room for us. Talk about confidence in a booking. And it's this confidence that that can make your travel a lot less stressed and more secure. Notice how in this section, Jesus says, he starts with, don't let your hearts be troubled. You know, in this life, there are many temporary troubles. But one of the keys is, to, that we can avoid a troubled spirit by knowing where we will end up. Yeah. We have something to look forward to. Yeah, right. Now, the troubles that we face in this lifetime, they can, they are, they can be really intense. You know, there's things like medical issues. You know, there's money problems. Uh, there's relationship conflicts and bumps that yeah, that we have to deal with. And, you know, there's loneliness. But it's, it's understanding that these are temporary that can get us through the journey. Yeah. But if, if this was all there was to this life, if that was it, then yuck. I mean, like, no thank you. You know, we ought, that, we ought to be pitied then if that's all there is. But no matter how turbulent the flight no matter how bumpy the journey, we can have faith that once we arrive, something amazing is in store for us. Now, we get pretty pumped to go on a short vacation. I mean, something like this would be amazing. Uh, you know, when we think about the potential upcoming vacation, it can get us through the grind of a tough job at times. Yeah. Now, when we plan vacations... We usually want to go someplace warm like this, like a beach, or maybe something, someplace interesting, full of beautiful nature. But how about looking forward to eternity with Jesus in heaven? How much more awesome will that be? But the best part of it 
is that it will never end. Once you get there, have you, have you been on an awesome vacation and then you kind of think about when you'll have to go home eventually and you kind of get kind of bummed? You know, but then you're like, okay, I just got to enjoy this moment for a while. But what's amazing about being with Jesus in heaven in paradise is it will never end. Because we'll be home with Jesus. Keep in mind that we have an eternal reservation waiting for us at the end of this life. A place prepared by the same God who sacrificed everything to have that relationship with us. But, you know, it takes faith to treasure the eternal. Because we only get glimpses of heaven in this life. You know, when when you find someone or, or interact with someone who is loving like Jesus... It's awesome. It's refreshing. And it's a, it's a piece of heaven. When the church is living out the commands of Jesus, uh, it's heaven. Yeah. You know, like Jaron talked about, some of us in a, in a few weeks are going to be in Orlando with over 10,000 disciples loving and praising our awesome God. It's got to be a taste of heaven. Yeah. Yeah. There's, gonna, there's hotels that are booked out, not just one hotel, but hotels and you know, I've been to one a few years, or about 10 years ago, and like everybody in the lobby is having breakfast and quiet time, like everybody's a disciple, and you get to hear their stories and how they learned, uh, learned to know Jesus. It's, it's really amazing. But any piece of heaven that we have here, it will pale in comparison to what eternity will be like. Yeah. You know, I thought about putting up a giant picture of a of a large home, like a mansion. You know, in my father's house, there's many rooms. I mean, I, I am in real estate after all. Yeah. You know, but I didn't want to cheapen. I didn't want to cheapen. <laughs> I didn't want to cheapen the vision of heaven. Yeah. The Bible says that. The Bible says that no mind can conceive what heaven's gonna be like. So. Even though we can't imagine it, I want you to try to imagine it. My next point in treasuring the eternal is imagine. So consider the Apostle Paul and how he lived. You know, he was the greatest church planter in the Bible. He planted most of the churches uh, in the New Testament. He wrote most of the books in the New Testament. Prior to being Paul, he was Saul, and he was intensely murdering Christians, including Stephen in Acts 7. But his past doesn't define him. Remember, it's not, it doesn't matter where you start, it's where you finish that matters. But later, he's intensely passionate about saving lost souls for Jesus. You know, he himself said that he wishes that he could be cursed if it meant that many other people could be saved. Like He faced intense persecution, tortured multiple times. He survived attempted assassins, assassinations. He didn't give up, though, despite all of that. In fact, he worked even harder. He says that he faced a daily burden of his brothers and sisters and, and for all the churches, and he worked even harder. 
He treasured the eternal. Now we look at his example, and hopefully we strive to imitate his heart. Now, do you feel the same burden to love others and ensure that they make it to heaven? Now, I'll have you turn to 2 Corinthians 12. We have to ask why Paul lived such a radically different life. You know, what happened to him? So let's, re- let's read about what happened. In 2 Corinthians 12, starting in verse 2, we'll read 2 to 4. The Bible says, I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know, and I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know, but God knows, was caught up in paradise and heard inexpressible things, things that no one is permitted to tell. Now, Paul is talking about himself. So the Lord allowed him to have this experience where he went to heaven and came back. What was that like? Wow. You know, imagine that. The Lord allowed him to have this experience where he saw heaven. So, you know, the book before in 1 Corinthians, it's very fitting that he that Paul quotes in Isaiah. So in in 1 Corinthians 2 in verse 9 it says, "However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what no human mind has conceived, all the things God has prepared for those who love him." He says no one's mind can even imagine what he saw. It's beyond what you can even imagine. But how did this experience change Paul? You know, a lot of people use his life as evidence because he was an intelligent man. You know, he, he was a, a rabbi prodigy. I mean, he would have been that that kid that you read about in the news that graduates Harvard Business at age 14 or something. I mean, he was extremely intelligent, but he shifted so radically in his life that that's one of the evidences, you know, of people who are seeking proof that Jesus did raise from the dead and and impacted Paul. But imagine if you had, imagine if you had this experience that Paul had. So you were taken into heaven for a glimpse, and if you came back to tell us about it, you know what? What would you say? Would you say, "Yeah, it's pretty awesome. You should, um, yeah, it's it's worth it. You know, it's it's pretty awesome. So, yeah, don't give up. No, no, you wouldn't do that. It'd be like, oh my goodness, this was amazing. You know, it's like, wow." Like, yeah, there's, there's, there's no medical issues there. Hey, I know that medical, that sickness you're dealing with, I know it's hard, but don't give up. I know you feel pain right now, but don't give up. It's so awesome. You know, that, that financial issue, I know it's a challenge right now. You know, inflation and, and job security, all this stuff, but don't give up. It's worth it. There's, all your needs are met. You know? Yeah, that, <laughs> that relationship bump. I know you feel hurt. I know you feel hurt by the 
But that grudge is not worth holding on to. Let it go. Be humble. Get resolved. It's so awesome. You're so happy in heaven. I know you feel lonely right now. And that guy or girl that's flirting with you, you know that one that's not close to Jesus? You know they're gonna you know they're gonna pull you away from, from God. It's not worth it. Don't don't give up. Keep the faith. You're so happy with Jesus. You're so happy. Alec, I saw you there, man. You were there. You were with Jesus. You were fired up. Gary, Gary, you were there too. I saw you. You were so fired up to be with Jesus. Laura. Where's Laura? <laughs> She's out there. She was there too. <laughs> Ingrid, babe, you were there too. We weren't married. There's no marriage in heaven, but we were just so happy to be with Jesus. It was so amazing. Jaren, I didn't see you, but, but maybe, maybe, maybe you're in the back or something. I don't know. But most of you, most of you, I saw you guys there. Ange, you were there too. You're so fired up to be with Jesus. All of, yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. Don't give up. It's worth it. That's what you would say. It was amazing. Imagine. Even though the Bible says you can't even imagine. But imagine. My third point, and last point, turn to Psalm 136. When we treasure the eternal, we express it to thanks, or in thanks to God. We express gratitude to other people. We sing thankfully. We pray thankfully. We live thankfully. Psalm 136. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His love endures forever. All right, verse 10. To him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt. His love endures forever. No, yeah, we, we, probably, we probably won't add that to the, the song list. Um, not, not verse 10 at least. We've seen the other ones. Uh, but, you know, this whole psalm is about giving, giving thanks to God because the love that God has is eternal. It's this eternal love that extends beyond the boundaries of this life. When you treasure the eternal, you will exude gratitude. And it's, this, it's a gratitude that echoes into eternity. Aren't grateful people so fun to be around? Yeah, that's right. You know, I know this is going to embarrass her, but Andrea Tucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Alec even said it before I said it. So Andrea is so grateful when you're around her. It's just fun to be around. One of the most, like, one of the first impactful moments I had, this is a couple years ago when we planted our church here, and we had a party at our house. Uh, and it, you know, the party had finished and about two-thirds of the people had gone. I started to wash the dishes and Ange comes up and she's, 
you know, we don't know each other that well at this time. She's like, Joe, can I please wash the dishes? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, I, I'm like, yeah, that'd be awesome. You know? But she, and then she's like, really? Thank you. Like, she was so grateful that I allowed her to wash the dishes in my house. Like, you know, thank you for doing it. But, you know, um, now, now, I, now she just doesn't ask. She just, like, does it. But um, <laughs> yeah. I kind of I learned. But she's just so grateful to be around. Uh, and, but on the flip side, grumblers. Aren't grumblers just a chore to be around? Yeah, there's, a, there's someone I know in Minneapolis that he didn't have a lot of friends, and I, I wanted to, you know, be his friend because I felt like, you know, trying to love him like Jesus would. But every time we'd get together, he'd bring up the same issues with people and just complaining. And, and I mean, I mean it, after like the 10th time, I'm like, bro, if we're going to hang out, you can't just don't bring up those things because, you know, because you're not trying to work on them. Let's, let's just have fun and try to hang out. Right. But grumblers are a chore That's to be true. around. They, they take your energy away. So don't be a grumbler. And we, if we look at it, if we take an honest assessment, I know there's challenges in this life, but we have so much to be grateful for. So in conclusion, treasuring the eternal means taking time to think about heaven and what God might have prepared for us. Yeah. My challenge for you this week is to take the first five minutes of each day to imagine what heaven will be like. Amen, It'll be a place with no more tears. Our bodies won't perish and wear down like they do now. They won't grow wider as we get older. <laughs> the beauty to describe heaven can only be described by using the most stunning jewels as a reference point. We will be in complete community with the most loving being in the universe. Wow. Yeah. It'll be amazing. And he and Jesus and the Lord will wipe away every tear that we've shed for the troubles in this life. And it will be worth the journey. Amen. Heaven will be more than we can even imagine. But I want you to try. It will fill us up with gratitude that we can only try to describe. I hope this message encourages your faith to live for something greater than this life and that you will treasure the eternal. Thank you so much for listening to the Kalamazoo Church of Christ podcast. If you're in the Kalamazoo area, we'd love to get connected. Please go to kalamazoo.church and fill in your information to come to a Sunday service or any other event that we have going on. In any case, you'll be hearing from us next week. Save us